Welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I'm thrilled to have you join me as we delve into conversations around optimizing our health, pushing past our fears, pursuing our dreams, and inspiring each other to live a life by design, not by chance. I believe magic happens over coffee and sharing experiences. I've made plans to change careers, move to a new country, organized exciting adventures, and even formed some of my most incredible relationships over coffee. So grab your favorite cuppa, sit back, and enjoy our beautiful chats along with our special guests. You never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. Oh my goodness. Do I have such a fun treat for you today. Today I'm speaking with Yumi Nagashima. And wow, this, her journey is just, it's going to just blow you out of the water. It's just so incredible and so beautiful. I met Yumi at an acting class years ago and whatever the heck I was doing in an acting class, I still really don't know how I got there because I've never had acting aspirations. But there I was in this class and I met Yumi who actually was her, um, one of her first acting classes as well. And so Yumi had these aspirations to become an actress. And I later left that kind of whole um, film industry. And in that time, I watched Yumi completely transform her career, grow into this just incredible person. She was incredible to begin with, but it's just watching her journey was just mind-blowing. And she is now a stand-up comedian. She travels the world. I don't know if she even saw comedy in her future. And she'll talk to you in the interview about how how the whole thing unraveled, but she really found this incredible talent. She has millions of views on her YouTube channel, Yumi Comedy, and I'll put everything in the show notes for you. But this really is a story of a moment where Yumi made a big decision in her life and she decided that she was going to do something big. And she didn't know what that big was but she knew that she would do everything she could to make whatever it was going to be to happen and that she was going to work hard for it. And that's really what I admired Yumi right from the start, even though acting didn't end up being that path. It was part of her journey and and part of it that really helped her a lot. And what I admired about her was always watching her work so hard. Like I, she would take lessons. I went and watched a few plays that she was in. She really put everything she could into into that craft and skill. And even though that wasn't what she ended up in, um, it was incredible to watch the work ethic that she had and the devotion that she had. And I guess she just stayed open to all sorts of possibilities until she found this incredible talent. Like she is so hysterical. You'll have to uh, watch her YouTube channels. And if you get a chance to watch her live, please do. She's based here in Vancouver, but she does travel the world with her with her uh, comedy. So friends, sit back, enjoy this episode. There are so many incredible lessons within it. She is just an absolute delight. And I know that you will get something out of it and maybe it will spark something within you and your journey as well. Okay, sit back and enjoy this episode. Hi, Yumi. Welcome to Coffee Talk Podcast. Hi, Rosa. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to have you on here. I loved how we met up after so long. Well, quite a while, right? Because we stopped the acting things together. I I can't say that I was ever an actress, but I was... (laughs) 
in that world. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I know. And then we met up at the chiropractor out of all places. And yes. You don't even usually go there. So I just think it was meant to be. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely meant to be. That yeah. was wild. Okay, so today we're going to be talking, we're going to talk a little bit about, about how we know each other and our journeys mm-hmm. together. But mostly, this is really about, you know, when I was thinking about having you on, I think mm-hmm. about how you're just such a go-getter. Like, you don't let anything get in your way. You're, you persevere Uh so incredibly well and you never give up and so Uh to me when I met you at the chiropractor I wasn't surprised Uh at how successful you've become because I saw Uh how dedicated you were and so Uh I wanted let's start off with because we actually um, for the audience listening we met at an acting class when I had just moved back from London and I have you mean to this day, I don't know what the heck I was even doing there because I never wanted <laughs> I never wanted to be an actress. And I remember I, I just was not getting my business going. There was no teaching work. And so I fell into this world of background. And then I remember our agent, Yogi, suggested I do some sort of a class. And then there was the class that I signed up. And then I remember walking into the class thinking, what the heck? Why am I even here? But then it was so such an amazing class because I met some really beautiful people that I'm still in touch with and you're one of them. And I was so grateful to have met you through that class. Actors Chapel. Oh, Actors Chapel. That's what (laughs) Oh my gosh. So tell me, because you're originally from Japan, but did you, did you come to Canada to pursue acting? Like, was that your thing? Because I know you were taking it seriously, like not like I was. Oh, no, no. I mean, like I came to Canada originally because, um, um, like my ex was Canadian and oh. then he, yeah he came to Japan to teach English and then like uh, when his visa was about to expire he asked to me like hey like I have to go back to Canada do you want to come like see me in Canada yeah and then I took like working holiday visa yeah like yeah, thinking like maybe I'll go there for a year. <laughs> yeah. And how long have you been here now? I've been here for like 15 years now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You sound like me. I went to London for six months and I stayed there for 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, inc- that's incredible. So you just you just like went for it you obviously have an adventurous spirit about yourself right yeah i think so and did you you go ahead no you go ahead oh sorry uh japan is like back then like around 2005 i felt like really like well i was in, in like like living in a container by like you know like restrict restricted restricted um, yeah so like I wanted to go somewhere that I can feel more like free freedom. Mm. Mm. Oh, I love that you said that because you know it's interesting. I understand because that you felt restricted, but funny enough, like me being raised, I, mm. I remember being a teenager and having that same feeling of feeling restricted, and I was mm-hmm. living in Canada. <laughs> but I think oh, when yes. you have maybe an adventurous soul, maybe you would feel that no matter where you are. 
Right. Wow. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because like if you don't know any other countries mm -hmm. besides the country you were born, you don't have anything to compare and you don't know. Right. Did you true. find, I'm kind of going off track, but did you find like, I know when I was younger, I used to just wonder, I'd be like, is the grass the same on the other side of the world? Like I used to ask myself these questions. Uh, I was always curious. Like, oh, like, is, is it a metaphor? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just like, <laughs> wondering. Like, like, really you go wondering. to the other side of the world, <laughs> what did it look like? I'd never been there. Right. So I was just like, right. I used to always ask these big questions. Like right. obviously it was. <laughs> 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 too funny so when did the acting become a thing so you came you came with them just to work and just to discover somewhere new but when did you think you know actually I want to I want to pursue acting oh um I think it was like did I meet see you like met meet you for the first time like in 2015 was that? Um, no, a little bit sooner because I came back after the Olympic. It was like probably 2012, 2013 at the, at the yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think like that's like, that's when I started like acting, like mm -hmm. Actors Chapel is like one of my first like acting classes. And then I think, sorry. I forgot your question. Yeah, like, when did you decide that you wanted to become an actress? Because that's not oh, why you came to yeah. Canada. But... Oh, right. Good question. Yeah. Um, I think that's happened like when uh, my ex. Oh, so like I was married to him. Okay. Yeah, that's why I got permanent ah. residency. Right. Yeah, here originally. And then like um, when he asked me like, hey, like, do you want to start a family? Yeah. And then, and then all that yeah and then like I was like I think I was like no like I I'm not ready like I felt like back then I felt like that was like um graveyard right it felt yeah. like restrictive again yeah 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 exactly right. <laughs> and I'm like no like I haven't lived my life yet and then I always wanted to be on like some sort of performer Mm. but like I never had enough courage to try before <gasps> and, then, and then this is like okay if I'm gonna throw away this marriage yeah I got like I better do like a really like really 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 something I really want to do like you know right yeah wow and then, I think that was it and then that's where you started so then you just went ahead, got an agent and then started the acting classes. Yeah. 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 And then I remember like, I was always so impressed with you because within that world of acting or we were like background performers at the time. And within that world, I remember I used to, you know, you would sit on sets for so many hours and there would be people that were, you know, they would talk about wanting to be actors. And I used to just laugh because they'd be like, you don't want to be an actor. You don't even do acting lessons. You don't, you don't practice. You don't do anything. Right. Like a lot of people just were all talk. I always said to everyone there, I do not want to be an actress. That was not my goal. Like I was just kind mm -hmm. of there for the experience and buying time and just mm. you know, adapting to getting back. But what always impressed me about you was you put in the time, like you were doing lessons, you were doing plays. Like I went to a, at least one, but probably a couple of your plays 
on commercial drive, right? Right. And, and I loved them. And I just really appreciated like the effort and the work. And that's why I knew that you would succeed at something. I don't know. I didn't know if it was going to be TV or, or what it was going to be, but I knew that you really had it in you. Wow. Thank you. Thanks. I'm like, yeah, that warms my heart. Aw. Have you yeah. always had like a work ethic like that? Or, do, or was it just when you kind of found that thing that you loved? Or do you think you're always a hard worker? Like it's just within you. Right. Um, it's kind of like interesting um, that I don't know what motivated me so much. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm kind of like, maybe actually it might have been my like insecurities of like thinking like I'm not good enough until like I put so much hard work, you know? Wow. So you used your insecurities as like the motivation to keep working harder. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like there's like, I don't know if it's healthy or unhealthy or (laughs) like there's like so much like, you know, insecurities of like oh I'm not good enough until like I work this much and then if I don't work harder than other people there's no way I will succeed kind of like mentality I think yeah back then yeah I love that because you mean like usually it's the opposite for people like they'll use their insecurities as a reason to not do something right and you're using it as the reason to actually work harder right yeah that's incredible It's wow. kind of like, well, I don't know, but like, like same for like, um, anxiety mm-hmm. or like something like you worry about, like some people like, um, um, like bypass the fear and then not like, mm-hmm. like kind of like running away. Right. Yeah. Like not dealing with it. Yeah. And so that you don't have to face the fear or the yes. anxiety. But like the truth is that the more you avoid, exact, like more like anxieties gets like bigger and bigger around it, that yeah. the issue. Yes. I think that that's the only way to like go, like go in there. Yeah, and go through do it. Do something about it is the like only way to like, oh. you know, that's so powerful what you're saying. And it's so true. Like usually it's so normal to want to avoid those things that are feeling so hard or holding you back, Mm -hmm. but actually it's the action and the going through it and the working through it that actually is what feels good and can get Mm -hmm. you past it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're like, you get empowered Mm. by your own action. Like, oh, I'm doing something about it. And maybe like, you know, finally this fear might be disappear. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. So, so powerful. So much value for people listening. Uh, Yumi. Okay. So we had this time. So then I ended up uh, letting go of that uh, TV world and going back into my world of health coaching and and helping people. Mm -hmm. So we lost touch for a little bit before I saw you on that, at that chiropractor. Right, right. I want to say that cracks me up, but that's not very good. And then then we couldn't find your car for for a long time. (laughs) Of course, when I went through your podcast. That's so funny. It was so funny. But like at what point, so because it was amazing, because like through the world of social media, I saw what you were up to and that you were doing Uh comedy. And, you know, we stayed in touch that way. 
but what? Um, like, so I didn't see that, that point. Like, when did you decide to become like stand-up comedy? When I heard you were doing that, I was like, wow. And then I started watching you and oh my goodness. Like I just could, cannot stop laughing. Like I show everyone okay. your videos. They're so funny. Oh, At what you. point, like you're mm -hmm. welcome. When did you transition? Like when did you discover stand-up comedy? Was that something you even thought about before? Oh yeah, actually, um, the one of the plays like you, you might have seen the how much uh, those feelings in the window, like where I play like Japanese wife. Yes, yes. And then, then like yeah, Christian is the like mean German husband. <laughs> that play is like my very first comedy play. Oh. And then like when I first, you know, first night. Yeah. When I said my first line, I said like, um, I've been married for three years and it sucks. And then audience started laughing so hard and I did not know that was going to happen. And then oh. I was going to say next line and I'm like, wait, like are people are <laughs> laughing. Is it supposed to be funny? Like, it's kind of like, you know, and then like I got so excited about this, like, almost like interaction of energy yes. like it's so interactive comedy yes. is yeah and then like it's like you can create something with the audience right instead of like you just telling everything from your right. side it's that like i thought it was like really playful and then it's kind of like unpredictable yeah in a way. And that's why, like, it makes me, like, so, um, yeah, like, wow, that, this is so much fun. Like, um, I got energized by, like, audience reaction almost. Yeah. And then that was my first play. And then maybe, then I kind of thought maybe I'm good with comedy. Wow. Yeah, like, I don't know why. It's just, like, because of my accent or, like, how I deliver and all that like it just sounds funny apparently and then like oh my god okay if this works like yeah maybe i might be like good with comedy and when that when i was thinking that um i was dating like my my ex-boyfriend yeah um he is a stand-up comedian right. and then he asked to me like that was our second date or something oh, he, asked. he was uh, he was a a, a comedian already okay wow interesting yeah. oh my goodness how the universe brings you like oh, no, wow no. amazing oh, no. i've never yeah, known a stand-up comedian until you so it's not like they're everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he asked to me like hey do you want to come see my show where like i will be headlining and then like oh yeah i'll come and then i saw yeah. his his performance and it was so funny like it's yeah. like just him and the microphone and the audience kept laughing like for 45 minutes. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. And then like just one person and with my one microphone and this like entertainment exists and it's like Amazing. it's in my mind. Yeah. And then the owner of the the club, yes, he asked me like, hey, like I never seen a Japanese lady doing comedy in Vancouver. Would you like to give it a try? And I'm like, okay. What then, are the odds of that? <laughs> two weeks after was my like first set. That was like um, 
October 20th, 2015. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. You keep saying my mind was blown. I feel like I need to say that too now. That This is so, <laughs> this is such an incredible story. First of all, thank mm. you for sharing that moment when you realized like this gift, because that is such a special moment. And I wonder if people remember that, that initial moment when you said that live <laughs> and every class, like, I could just, I feel like I'm there. It's so beautiful the way you describe it. So how amazing to discover this talent almost that you didn't know you had. Mm-hmm. And then the universe brings you a stand-up comedian boyfriend and a mm-hmm. club where the owner asks you if you want to try. <laughs> you my dear are a manifester. Like you're incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. So, oh gosh, that's so good. Now, it's it's easy to talk about like all the the fun things and it feels like it's so it happens so easily for you, right? But I know like that's not the reality. The reality is, yes, what came easy was your opportunities uh-huh. and recognizing your gift, but obviously you've still had to put a ton of work into it. You travel around the world, well maybe not right now during the situation, but yeah. <laughs> you have traveled uh-huh. around the world. Did you find like maybe with your your friends that you knew before you became a comedian? Did you find that they all supported you or did you have some people that were a little bit kind of negative and putting doubt in your mind? How, how did you find the support from people around you? Oh, I think, um, especially like in, in Japan, there is like always, um, in Japan, like there's like some like weird hierarchy thing of like actors actresses are super like highly admired like and then like comedians has like lower status like kind of like thing right in japan but i I find like for example like in england like comedians have like such like get lots of respect yeah i mean i wouldn't think that people would even really compare them to be honest yeah yeah that yeah i think because it's like two totally different different things yeah yeah things yeah definitely and then like and more so because like um my parents um they didn't know what like not they really because like stand-up comedy is not really a thing in japan yet because like we yeah do have like a japanese traditional comedy but it's like totally different from like stand-up comedy style so like right now like lots of like expats are doing like stand-up comedy shows like in tokyo or like osaka like that more like bigger cities but uh lots of people are not like really familiar with the the art form so um it was like kind of like it was almost like confusing to to my mom and dad at first like i oh i thought you were doing acting you know <laughs> and then what, what when and why why did it happen kind of you know like because yeah. like they don't understand and then but then like um you know youtube video went viral <laughs> and then even though like they don't understand what i'm saying in english at all that is a blessing, by the way. <laughs> With some of the things you say, yeah. your parents. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then they they can hear how the um, people reacting to it, and then they are like, "Oh, okay, like 
this might be working then like you know like even though they still don't know what I'm saying but you know amazing what about your friends here in Vancouver were they all like yeah super supportive or were they like what are you doing (laughs) oh no actually I I think it was more like um I didn't feel like they're being super supportive nor super like dismissive either. Right. Like, you it's know, kind of like whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like let's see how it goes, kinda like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's typical of like the the people that you spend time with. They're, they're it's people pursuing their, you know, their mm. own dreams and other actors and right. pretty open, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, I remember, like, when I was uh, doing, uh, oh, I think, I think it was, um, yeah, wait, um, I was working at a Japanese restaurant um, back then, like, and then when, like, when I first started comedy, and then I would, like, practice in front of, like, my, um, Japanese like waitresses <laughs> in Vancouver and they would like give me feed feedback and like oh you should talk about this and that and they were yeah really supportive oh that's so great oh my goodness yeah. they were so lucky they were getting like free a free show amazing yeah well but at first it was like it wasn't like really like you know not the professional level but yeah, yeah. incredible yeah. so tell me what was it like the first time you stood on that stage, just you mm. that microphone. Mm. How did that feel? Because like this is not like the play. Like the play is when you just you realized you were funny. But when you were like, okay, mm. I'm a stand-up comedian. What was mm. that day like? Oh, you know, like um, so like I knew I was going to be super nervous. Like my first set was three minutes. So I practiced so many times in front of my friends, uh, like by myself, so that I can say all the jokes, like while I'm sleeping. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that I don't forget, like I don't have like yeah. this, like, like, like a blackout moment. I guess that's where your acting really helped you too, because you were so good. Right. At it. Oh, I mean, like, I think it really helped me to like remember lines quicker, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um. And then like so that like when I on on stage so that I can go with the flow kind of thing so that I don't have yes. to worry what I'm going to say. And then that I think that helped a lot. So like because like my timing was like pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Your timing so is um, so good. Like your pauses and oh my god. <laughs> but then like it's like such a powerful feeling, mm. you know, like. I say something and then people start laughing and then like I have to wait a little bit till like I say next jokes kind of like yeah. and then they they like it even more so like you can kind of like build the laughter like like a boom 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 like like boxing like yes. yeah and then like and then so like they want to hear me more so like they can kind of like kind of becomes like quiet right. so so that you can hear the pin drops kind of like, and it's like kind of tension of like, oh my gosh, what she's going to say next, kind of like, <laughs> you know. And then like, it's such a powerful feeling. And then crazy amount of like validation almost mm-hmm. that like, oh my gosh, I am saying something important. <laughs> Finally, like, you know, 
I think uh, it's it's like empowering. It was very empowering moment. Yeah, must have felt incredible when you were finished, and to think like that was your first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it because like the way you describe it is so beautiful. It's almost like, and I never thought about comedy in this way, but it's almost like you're a conductor and they're like the instruments, right? And you're kind of yeah. looking for their, their different tones of laughter and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's so. It's like you, I'm the maestro. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You're the maestro. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So like you, after that first show, then you kept going, like you, you kept going, but at what point did you think like, oh, this might actually be my career. Like I might actually right. be able to live off of this and make this really my identity and what I do. Was there like a time when you re- where you really thought, okay, this, this is it. Was there like their um, show or city or something? I think I would say like the, Maybe like Winnipeg Comedy Festival, mm. 2018. Yeah. So had you been doing it for like a year or you've been doing it for a few months? No, I think it was like my like more like, um, wait, wait, one, two years, two years in, yeah. three years in. Um, oh. But uh yeah, but like I I kept doing like a Japanese waitressing job. Right. Yeah. And then um and then I would go cl- like to the comedy clubs like in the evening. Right. And then and then like um and then like first like you can play on weeknights like Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thing like a 5 to 7 minutes set and right. then and then like when you become better you can do like uh, weekends like mm-hmm. like 15 or 20 and then that when you can do weekends show like yeah. then you can you know you know you can get good money ah. so like uh, that's when like oh okay this is getting like more like profession yeah and then when I, I kept doing that like for a few years and then finally I got offered to do like Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Yeah. Then this festival is like, so they're like maybe like two or three like really big comedy festivals in Canada right. that will be like on TV. So it's like mm-hmm. um, TV recording set with like, so Winnipeg Comedy Festival is with CBC right so like um when you do that you have like kind of like oh like tv comedian you know like so it's kind of like a (laughs) few established like it's like mom I'm on tv (laughs) yeah 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 that's like that yeah so like 2018 I guess so that's when you knew yeah wow well I love that story because you know it it just shows like no following your passion and following what you want to do. You still need to put the time in it into mm-hmm. it for you to do it two to three for two to three years and still be waitressing and still be hustling and still be working. Mm-hmm. We do live in one of the most expensive cities in the world. Mm-hmm. No, like you have to how hard you have to work here. So that's that's incredible that you 
put that time into it. Were there mm. ever times that you wanted to quit where you're like, ah, uh, you know, before uh, I went to peg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? <coughs> Before Winnipeg, you know, I think I actually didn't have time to like think of that. Like because like I was with my boyfriend, like my ex-boyfriend, he is like also stand-up comedy. So yeah. in order to make the like relationship kind of like going, like yeah. I like you know, like I can go to like his shows and he right. can play at my shows and like it's kind of like in a private life, it works too. Right, right. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So it's in the flow of it all. So it was just yeah. how you were living as well. Yeah. yeah. So like a constant, like, go, 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 right. go. And then, but then like, when the, like that, that, that relationship, like, was getting like, mm, like. Going, going a little sideways. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like when that's, I would say like, um, when I started, uh, recognized by my YouTube videos like 2019 wow. like there was like um one like big viral happened in January mm -hmm. and all of a sudden like people start noticing me and then that's when like I felt like really like ooh like amazing let's talk about this because I had this question a little bit further down but let's just talk about it now which is your YouTube channel um uh Tube. Yes, you I love the name so much. And we'll put all the stuff in the show notes because people have to see it. But tell us like how, okay, so on YouTube, Yumi has like videos that are, have millions of views on them. They're, they're awesome. And they're just, they're so funny. Oh my goodness. Where, why did you start? Like, did you think, oh, I'm going to start a YouTube channel? Like why, where, what was the thought process behind the YouTube? Oh, you know what? I think like, I think like there's like super confidence in me. Like I'm like, because like uh, if the live audience enjoying it so much and yeah. if I like record it and then put it on YouTube, like some people will like it, like, you know, and then like I started like hiring like a videographer, like, like, you know, paying like 30 bucks or like 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. Like, like wh whenever I have like good shows, on the weekends and then I knew I'm gonna try new jokes or like and then like I will hire a videographer and then he would like record the whole thing and I cut I edit the video and then upload it and then and then at first there weren't like they were getting good like good enough like you know attentions but like the huge viral happened when somebody posted my video on Reddit. Oh, so yeah. someone else posted it for you. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think it wasn't very like friendly context. I don't think it was. I think that, like, <laughs> there was like more like means way of like, oh, I want to know what Joe Rogan would think of her set or something, you know, like, oh. because you know we are like totally have like opposite political views right so it wasn't actually like a positive reason that they were yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it yeah. was viral yeah but um, ironically like that caused the viral brilliant i have to go and see which one it was because it was one of their first your first one of your earlier videos yeah i think it's 
Uh, the title is called 2019 Winnipeg Comedy Set. Okay. That was the like one of the first video that went viral originally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then that allowed me to monetize my channel. Right. Talk to us about this now because you talked to me a little bit about this when we caught up over coffee that mm. how YouTube is actually really working for you in mm. and it's is it making it the comedy more possible or it's just like both are very important parts of your income and your business and what you do. Right. Um, I think it's was um, I'm like ideally if I can wait, wait, I don't know. Um, I never thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I think like originally it was more simple because like I do set like locally in Vancouver and I film it and I put it on YouTube. Right. And because of that, like I get offer from like Malaysia or like Singapore and then I can oh. travel and then I can monetize the, it's like, it's like a double. They just work together. Yeah. Yeah. Then like it got kind of like weird because um, then now like I see the value of, oh my gosh, if I'm like really successful as a YouTuber. Yeah. And then like you get so much money and then you don't <laughs> have to do so many shows. But then right. like that actually kind of like made it weird for me. Like um yeah. because like my it's almost like I forgot my own devotion kind of thing. Like, you know. Right. Like, thing that actually yeah. made that successful was yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was like my I oh I actually forgot like what I truly enjoy is to yeah. perform in front of a live audience. Yeah. And then YouTube video success is something like on the side, like, you know, okay. But I shouldn't like, if I focus on getting on like good money from YouTube, yeah. it kind of like um, my mindset gets like, little, yeah. like a little weird that like, so I don't work harder on my mm. like, to polish my like your craft yeah craft like as a comedian yeah but then like, I can like I need to focus on like to put on like fun content like once a week or so right that can do that but then like it's kind of like I have to be careful that I don't forget that yeah. my devotion or like my fulfillment yeah. is uh, actually uh, being a comedian with this live audience yeah this is such you know this is such a powerful um lesson for people to hear because i've seen this so often in so many people and even in myself really because i remember um back when i was personal training i, I did the same thing like i started with youtube i never made a ton of money on youtube like a few hundred pounds that kind of thing because mm -hmm. then i moved to canada mm -hmm. and i stopped the right. channel but i remember mm -hmm. I started working less with people because I started doing more online. And then I realized actually it's when I work with people in real life that they give me all of the inspiration, the motivation, the content for yeah. the other stuff. And so, yes, I can do it less, but I still need to do some of it because that's mm -hmm. what, what mm -hmm. fuels yeah. the other yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. You forget what, what is it that actually gave you that success and it's important mm -hmm. to, to mm -hmm. keep focused on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. 
Yeah. Powerful. So you talked a little bit about how you got these opportunities like to travel because of YouTube. Tell us about some of the places that you've gotten to go with your comedy. Oh, um, it's, uh, yeah, I have been very lucky that I, um, okay. Like my, I think like my favorite place to perform comedy yeah. It would be London in England. Oh, oh I'm so happy that. <laughs> yeah, I love, um, they, they are like a really good comedy crowd. And then, you know, they don't take anything like too personally. No. And then, no. And then like, because, and also they love alcohol. So like, <laughs> <laughs> they love so much. And then like, um, and then they, um, there's like one comedy club called Top Secret in London. That's my favorite club to okay. perform. Yeah. yeah, Top Secret. And then like their audience is like super awesome. And when the joke hits, they yeah. go like, hey, like it's so <laughs> <fun>. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I have to tell you when I moved to London within mm-hmm. a few days of like meeting people, I was like, I'm home because I just was, I think I spent 11 years laughing. I find mm-hmm. the British humor, like it's so mm-hmm. dry. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Right. I don't think they take themselves too seriously. They're, no. They're, you know, I just, yeah, I can, I totally yeah. understand why you're saying that. It's brilliant. Yeah. Like sarcastic and dry. Yes. My yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like my joke styles is like, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's perfect. Fantastic. So like, yeah, perfect uh, for them. So yeah. where else have you gone? So London. Wh- what are some of the cities you've been to? Oh, okay. Uh, Berlin. Bel- <laughs> I can't pronounce. <laughs> oh, Berlin. 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 Yeah, yeah. in German, yeah. Germany. Germany. And Sweden. Wow. Um, um, and then on um, Hawaii. What's amazing? Yeah, and then uh, Hawaii, New York, right. LA, um, Florida, um, Australia, Adelaide, oh. um, yeah, Mexico, um, yeah, and in Japan, Tokyo, um, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yumi, like I had no idea that's how many places you've been to. That's amazing. How wonderful to travel so much. What was it like for you when you went back to Tokyo? Oh, it was, um, it was cool. Like it was funny. Um, so they, like when I went to the venue, there were like, uh, fans, like English speaking yes fans like obviously because like the my fans in japan are like not japanese people right yeah like english yeah yeah yeah. and then they're kind of like waiting for me to take picture of me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then it was so good because that was my first time i brought my parents to my live shows oh and then they were like they were like really proud. Oh, like oh, he was uh, getting asked to take a picture with them. Yeah. <laughs> so, too, oh, they wanted a picture with your parents. <laughs> what did they? 
Did they want pictures with your parents? <laughs> no, like, but like they were like shaking hands and stuff. It was oh, yeah. That must have been such like what a kind of full circle moment mm-hmm. to have yeah. your parents come to your show in Japan. Like that must yeah. have been really emotional and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was like really. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that so mm-hmm. much. Um, oh my goodness, Yumi, we're coming to an end. I I love so much hearing oh. your story and following your journey. And tell us, um, what would you say to someone listening who's like, has like a talent and they're uh, not sure, like, you know, they let fear get in the way or they've been letting fear uh-huh. get in the way. What advice would you give to them? Mm. Um, I think if you can dream it, you can make it happen. Yeah. Like, um, I totally understand, like, you know, there's, like, always the battle against your own, like, self-doubt. And then, like, I constantly battle that, like, like, almost every day, like, Right. Do yeah, you know, and then like always like um but then again like, you get to choose what to believe though, mm. you know? Yes. Yeah. So there's a saying that says don't believe everything you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to yeah, like consciously choose what to believe. Yes. Yeah. And your belief becomes reality powerful you're just mm-hmm. making me think back to that moment that you told me about when you when your marriage was over and you said if i'm going to end this then mm-hmm. i've got to do something big like it's got to be the reason has to be really a big one to do it and mm-hmm. yeah it just sounds like that was the moment that you had committed no and you weren't sure how or what it was going to look like but you knew mm-hmm. you were going to just go for it mm-hmm. beautiful Okay, so there's two questions I ask every guest. So I'm going to ask uh-huh. you the final two questions. And uh-huh. then also we're going to talk about, because um, you're performing right now, and I want everyone to know exactly where they can get a hold of you, all of that. So we're going to talk about that too. But So uh-huh. first, can you, think, so this, can you think of a moment when you heard something that changed things for you? Yeah. Oh, I was, it's kind of similar to like your, last question but like there's a japanese song called jupiter jupiter and then uh by ayaka hirahara and then she says the saddest thing in the world that you lose your faith towards you like the moment like you can't believe in yourself is the saddest thing nothing yeah yeah so like that's Hmm? that makes me teary-eyed that's really like emotional it's beautiful yeah so like powerful yeah that's like main like sometimes like oh the button is you need to sometimes it's super super hard But like you keep trying to like believe in yourself that like you know yeah. your quality or your you know yeah. like you know that you are 
stronger than you think. Mm. Oh, is that true? I love that. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. Okay, what does living life by design mean to you? Okay, life by design at first, I thought it sounded like a furniture store. (laughs) 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 Uh, Or Dr. Phil's podcast. Uh, I think I don't like life by design. It's like more to me, it's like more like vision based way of like um, planning your life kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like I would think beautiful. Yeah, something like maybe like mood board or something like that mm-hmm. involved. But like, how about you? What do you th- what's your interpretation of life by design? Oh, interesting. You know, no one's ever asked me the question on the podcast. (laughs) Well, (laughs) since I came up with the question. Yeah. Really, for me, Yumi, it's something that I would say in the last few years, I thought a lot about it. And I think it's something I've thought about a lot in my life is that, you know, in this moment, am I living life the way I choose to live it? And I think it's because I was, you know, just raised very traditional and strict and, you know, not... I had a beautiful childhood, but I always felt restricted. And, and I think society makes us feel like, okay, you have to do, go to school. Then you have to go to university. Then you have to get a career. Then you get married. Then you have kids. Right. And I always, I never wanted to do that. It felt restricted to restricted for me. So at an early age, I remember thinking like, I want to live life the way I choose and I'll probably make lots of mistakes and it's not going to be perfect and it's going to be hard sometimes, but I'm still living life by design, even when it's hard. Mm -hmm. The choices that I'm making. And so that's what it means for me is to really live in my authenticity. Mm. So like you're making choices Mm -hmm. from your own like voice not other people's voice yeah, yeah. or expectations exactly like consciously yeah yeah good interpretation oh my gosh thanks for asking me that question huh, I didn't no know that was that. a beautiful answer <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah oh my goodness yumi okay so l- tell us so your youtube channel is yumi tube which i love yes. how else can people get a hold of you and i'll put it in the show notes and then tell us about any shows or anything that you would like us to know about Okay, um, I also have an Instagram account um, at Yumi Comedy. Yumi Comedy, yeah, I know that. Yeah, also Twitter, same. Okay. At Yumi Comedy. Perfect. And I also have a professional Facebook page. Okay. Yumi Nagashima. Yumi Nagashima. Fan page, I guess. Perfect. I'll find all of that. Yeah. And then, um, so like lots of cool thing was going, was <laughs> going to, wait, wait, it was supposed to happen before Corona. Like, um, yeah, you, yeah. Project you were supposed to do. Yeah. Like I had a pilot filming in New York in January and then and then everything is on hold at this moment. Oh. It's like, yeah, very on hold and not canceled. Yeah, but we don't know yet. Like, it might get canceled or not. Yeah, but. You send good energy your way. 
yeah and then i think i wanted to say lots of cool things in the future lining up but yes. right now all i know is like i will be doing halifax comedy festival the end of october that is also a tv filming set oh and yeah so beautiful i am super excited and super worried because lots of like you know all the comedians it's not performing as often as like they used to you know like and then like there's extra pressure of like tv filming like right <laughs> i'm is like it's gonna be like we are so worried that we are gonna be super rusty but <laughs> it is what it is i guess <laughs> it is what it is i think you're gonna be absolutely wonderful and mm -hmm. the audience is just gonna be so appreciative because this COVID has been so difficult for so many people of so many different comedy and humor and lightness more than ever hopefully it's given you a lot of material at least <laughs> right that's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well you know what you mean the world will go back to the way it was in, in many ways at some point this won't be around forever and at that time mm -hmm. i know that things will continue they'll continue mm -hmm. to explode for you because you're just your energy is beautiful your heart is so so great and yeah, I'm just, I'm so proud of you and everything that you're accomplishing. And I can't wait to come to one of your shows and see you. I've watched uh -huh. lots and lots of your YouTube channels. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Sucked in and start, you're like, oh, a couple hours later. It's so fun. <laughs> so it's wonderful. And I can't wait to see you live. But thank you so much for all you do. And thank you for your time being on Coffee Talk. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh my goodness, that was such a treat speaking with Yumi. Before I go, I just wanted to remind you of my Cravings Masterclass. If you are suffering from cravings, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to. You can get rid of them or at least minimize them massively so that you can really accomplish and achieve your health goals with ease. To receive my free masterclass that will help you immensely, simply go to rockofit.com forward slash cravings and it will come straight to your inbox. All right, friends, have a beautiful Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.